serious? Are you serious? What, what are you hey, doing? Want to serve the softball up? Oh. All right. You're familiar with Jim Croce's Don't Mess Around with Jim, right? Yeah. All right. You don't mess around with Jim is the fourth thing you don't do. What are the oh. what are the first thing first three things you don't do? And while you and the listeners think about that, welcome to episode 123 of Flights Football and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? <laughs> I was doing a lot better until you started the show off like that. Uh, Gotta keep I'm, everybody on their toes, Dave. That's what it's all about. I'm still I'm still better. <laughs> okay. that, was a, that was actually a, a, a timely, a, a timely backbender of the phone. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I'm still better than most, not as good as some. Pretty good though, because uh, we met a great group of. I'm gonna call them the SVSU crew from, uh, well, from SVSU. But we we met them last night at G's Pizza, and uh, we'll get we'll get more to the, that. It's a pretty funny story. We'll get to that story later in the pod, but. But yeah, anyway. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, so the, now I have to think of this yeah. softball you threw me up. Yeah. Four things you don't do, and the uh, fourth one is, you, and you don't mess around with Jim. Now but, my the problem is I start trying to get a melody in my head to this one, and you know what's you know what I'm getting right now, and I know it's wrong. The bad, bad Leroy Brown. Yeah, those two songs always confuse me. Uh, but, you know, they um, are two different songs, so. Don't mess around with Jim. You don't blank. You don't blank. You don't blank. And you don't mess around with Jim. You don't. Come on, Dave. One of them has to do with his mom. No. No. Okay. That might be. Yeah. No. Yeah. I hope not. No. That's not one. Oh God! You don't. I really thought I wanted. That's why I started it even before the intro because I thought you know everybody of our age knew that the four things you don't. I mean, obviously, I've heard the song. Well, yeah, and that's why I I chose this song. But but really, when I start, I keep. I got to try to. I'll, when you when you finally tap here no, in the next five or six seconds, I'll All give right. you the first one, and then I'm almost positive you'll be able to segue into the second and third. As and you know, like, you know every time you say I'm almost positive, I, I don't. Well, well this one, the, this one, we may have to end this game because this would almost be a shameful right. um, error for someone who does admittedly know the song. Well, and it's probably been a decade or two since I've heard it, so I I guess I maybe I can get a pass from some of our listeners. Whatever. Anyway. Oh, you don't, don't mess around with him, dude. With, with yeah. Oh, you don't. I don't know. Something about a bottle and a drink. No. I, that might actually be the bad, bad Leroy Brown. You're you're getting that. Um. All right. All right. You don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't. Dead in the wind. <laughs> You don't. You, you you got the last word right. You don't tug on Superman's, Superman's cape. cape. You, you don't, don't pee into the wind. Spit, spit into, into the, the wind. wind. You don't. don't. Uh, we, may, we may have to come up with a different game, Dave. That was such a fucking <laughs> tough You don't tug on Superman's, Superman's cape. cape. You, you don't, don't spit into the wind. wind. You don't, don't pull the mask off the old Lone Ranger, Ranger, and you don't mess around with Jim. Damn it. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, I thought I was giving you a. A bonus because they, they, they only get tougher in segment two and three. So, um, oh great, looking forward to it. Anyway, without further ado, let's kick it off. Again, donation Sunday. We have donations in the wings. Got three selections from Grant Davis, who 
first ever selections that arrived via the mail. Hopefully, I'm not that didn't let the cat out of the bag because I'm not sure if you're supposed to ship alcohol. But anyway, no, I know I, 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 there's a couple services that do that. I uh, think I remember. Sure. Okay, but anyway, Grant Davis uh, sent us three selections, two of each. And then uh, Grandpa Blackhawk on his trip from Tennessee has two of three different flavors sitting at his house. So yeah, the, the donations just keep on coming. We're more than grateful and appreciative. Thank uh, you. First donation is from co-worker Emily Wolford. When she was up in Alpena, I wanted her to try to get me some of that... Uh, the maple donut stout oh, or whatever. Oh, yeah, Dave them. was supposed to... And they only make that in January and February. Okay. So then anyway, she was reading, the, they got this. I said, no, we've had that. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, what she decided on, and I offered to pay her, but she said, well, that'll be my donation. So thanks, Emily. Um, Thank you very much. Appreciate that. It's the Merck Love, Not War, from Austin Brothers Beer Company in Alpena, Michigan. As Dave's wearing his Austin Brothers shirt. Unplanned, of course. Did not know. 7.2%, 50 IBUs. So, without further ado, we'll get the drinking portion of the pod on its way. And I've got my uh, Hard Rock Cafe glass from Venice, Mike, from Mike's trip to uh, Rome. And I'm going on the Right Brain Brewery. Oh, like mango on the pour, like a oh, mango yeah. fruity on the pour. Holy and, smokes. Yeah. So this is from their the Austin Brothers Merck series. So cheers. cheers. Love the notes. That's fantastic. Oh, on, on the finish, almost a whiny liquor taste to it on the finish. That is different. Yeah. I mean, it's not... I'm not saying it's bad. No, it's not bad at all, but it's just I was expecting more of the, an IPA finish. Right, right. No, this is, huh? But uh, anyway, so yeah, I'm 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 a little almost like here. A, almost dare I say a gin taste to it? No, not for me. No, I don't. Um, I don't I'll figure it out though. All right. So the good uh, news is we have a full pint to figure it out. Yes. All yeah. right. What have uh, you you've been watching? I know tracks kept you busy all week. So yeah, my this last week was stupid, insane. On any level, uh, so all I did was catch up uh, uh, Friday Friday evening uh, with uh, Come on, Dave, with uh, Halo. No, Halo and uh, Moon Knight. Okay. Yep. So Moon Knight, Disney Plus, and Halo on um, Paramount Plus. Right. So good. They're good. Um, you know, got into some pretty good action again. I, I said Halo. You know, the last couple episodes were. Mostly plot builders, I guess, which was good. I don't mind it. I'm kind of a sci-fi geek. So uh, a lot more action here. It's starting to ramp up a little bit. Uh, probably in this, it's a, you know, getting into the latter half of a season. So, you know, they got to yeah, they gotta move things along towards some kind of a season finale. Are both or, of those the same genre? Or eh, what is the same? Halo and nah, what's the other one? No, Halo is more of a futuristic... Uh, military, you know, uh, sci-fi kind of a thing where Moon Knight is uh, superhero stuff, Marvel. Oh, okay. Yeah. So of the two, I would probably go Moonlight over. I, no, I you, no, Halo. I, 
Halo, the military. I have no interest in that. Oh, okay. I would. I would really take a okay. chance on the, the on Marvel the moon, type stuff in case I found a, a Squid Game. Yeah, not Squid Game. Um, actually, Suicide Squad or something like sure, that. Sure, 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 sure. No, you would actually, you would actually enjoy oh. the action in Moon Knight, and you would enjoy um, the the oh. back and forth. He's got, and Duke really yeah, enjoys it too. Say, I was going to say Duke disagrees with you. I think he's saying Moonlight is where to go. So. Um, He's a, he's a paid customer, so he can bark. He can get his two cents in. But yeah, I, I, there. I mean, if you put a gun to my head and said, "Mike, you got to watch one of these, or I'm killing you," and then the pod's over, I'm going <laughs> Moonlight over. Um, okay. Halo. There's no. I'll let you pull the trigger before I watch Halo. <laughs> right. like, yeah, fucking, okay. We're done. Right. <laughs> it's like so. Um, but yeah, so. Well, since you haven't watched much, but you've been busy with track, has your team been competitive? Very above, no, we're, above expectations. Where you thought below expectations? Uh, this weekend we did what we did really well. Um, we finished in, uh, depending on how you look at it, we finished fifth out of sixteen teams or uh, third out of eight teams in our division, the same size schools. Okay. So that's where I th- that's where I think we should be. So they're not overachieving per se, but. Um, yeah, but it, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. All right. A lot of fun. I cool. They had a coaches 4 by one relay, so it gives uh, coaches a chance to have fun, and the kids get really excited about that too. You How'd know? you do? Um, well, I, I'm still I'm still upright, and I'm able to walk. So Well, that's a plus, but so I, I there, there's it, a pretty good chance I was the oldest. Well, co- I was the oldest quote-unquote right. coach probably by 20 years. There you go. That's kind of like me. So that made me you know, feel good. I could, I could. Four sp- years ago, my strong man. I like to tell people I finished fourth. They said, well, "How many people were in that four? <laughs> but I mean, I was probably I was twenty five plus years older than the three guys that beat right. me. Right. Exactly. So there you go. Uh, well, that's good. Uh, you know, in the long season, maybe the team will get better as you go. And yeah, that's the thing about you know, like especially track and field. You know, the majority of the uh, the high school kids don't do a lot of that during fall and right. winter or even the summer for that matter so everybody gets better right so. you know i mean it's unless they get hurt but uh you know how many kids how much better do you get is right. the is the question well as long as they're doing their best dave they are i'm happy with right. it well before i get into what i w- watch friday the 22nd loyal listener jim sunny baird celebrated a birthday and yesterday, I know he's listened, and I know he likes a lot of the stuff I post, or like whatever the Facebook terminology, like, retweets, yeah. whatever, post. that I post on pa- Facebook. Yeah. Um, so I'll say loyal, maybe somewhat listener. Sure. Zach McClellan Zach. celebrated a birthday yesterday on April 23rd. So Happy birthday, guys. A couple of flights, football, and anything else. Birthday wishes to uh, loyal and... Sometime listeners. They say it's your birthday. <laughs> My birthday too, yeah. We should go on we should hit the, we should like go on um uh yeah. I'll think of it in a second, not TikTok, uh <laughs> oh fuck you. YouTube? Cameo. Cameo. Yeah, you, you somebody pays you money and you just send them a video and talk wow. about you. Yeah, so sure. I'm not sure if anybody gives us any money to do it, but we could pay them to listen to our cameo baby. <laughs> there we go. Um but anyway, happy birthday guys. Um, I had a fairly decent week of watching stuff. Uh, Liz and I watched the last two, three episodes of Bridgerton. I think there's possibility of a season three. 
uh, the couple that you were thinking would probably get together, spoiler alert here, got together. And they left it open where they could kind of go in another angle. Were they knocking boots, Michael? Right at the end they were, yes. Oh. You know, not to the Banshee extreme, but, I mean, it was more implied. Oh, you know, fantastic. So, so um, possibility of a season three. And then after we did that, Liz and I watched... I thought we had three or four episodes of Billions to watch, but actually we only had two. And, boy, if there's not a season seven, uh, this was the worst series finale in the history of season <laughs> Because they left, I mean, there's so many loose ends oh, that not I, yeah. tied. It's like, okay, well, obviously there's a season seven because yeah. if it ends this way, this sucks. <laughs> um, because the last two episodes, as I described it, and I... You know, I, I hurt my, sh- my uh, shoulder patting myself on the back so many times with the analogy of Billions is basically the Roadrunner cartoon where in the last two episodes, I mean, you couldn't keep track of who the Roadrunner and the, the Coyote was because it was just like, <laughs> and it's like everybody was screwing everybody and thought they had the upper hand but didn't have the upper hand. And that's how the season six ends. It's like, okay, well, there has to be a season seven. Right. You know, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, and then a little more discussion on the, the, uh, the last two that I watch, you, you have to have ESPN plus to, to watch them. Well, actually, if you saw it live, you only need to have ESPN. But the first one I watched was the, the latest installment of the 30 for 30. Yeah. Uh, it's called shark. It was about Greg Norman. Oh, okay. How, and the couple of things is very interesting. I'm not really, you know. Gary Golfer or anything, but right. it was that the 30 for 30s are so well done. I know I've said it hundreds of times on the pod. The 30 for 30s are so well done. Enough it, that ESPN it, should give us money. Exactly. Yeah. You, you listening, uh, Disney, ESPN? A little <laughs> something, something our way, please. Um, but yeah, so it was basically, in a nutshell, it, you know, start to finish, it was Greg Norman's career. And I was unaware at that one time, like, he was number one in the world for like 47 weeks or, oh, yeah. whatever, or whatever the week was. They tell you the exact total, so watch the 30 for 30. Right. But what it centered around was the 96 Masters. Because even though he won two majors, he never won a Masters and was close oh so many times. Right. In the 96, this isn't a spoiler alert. I mean, fucking happened. It's history. Right. You know, all you got to do is look up the result for 96 <laughs> majors. I, want, I think he was minus, he was 13 under heading into the, to Sunday. In second place, Nick Faldo was six or seven under. So, I mean, yeah. hey, just yeah. keep it on the course. Yeah, you're going right, to win right. the green jacket. Yeah. Well, he didn't. <laughs> so, um, and it's like, but it's. Well, there was another, very, there was another one. And, I'm, and now that you bring this up, um, and I didn't look ahead to, to this part of it, we were going to talk about it. But I, I think he was, I think there was one where he was, the ball, he was in his pocket just waiting for. Somebody else, you know, he was in oh, and first, it, and he chipped out of the bunker. Yeah, into the hole. Yeah, into the hole. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and that, that's actually a very interesting part. Again, am I spoiling it? Probably, but it, I mean, it's shit that's happened. It's like, hey, you know, the, right. you know, the North won the Civil War, and but like you said, World the way War thirty II. for thirty does it, is, right? Yeah. yeah, it's worth watching. But yeah, so and that's what like the one on the one side of the coin after the fact, you know, thirty years after is like. Man, you, you lost this tournament like this. You lost this tournament like this. And then, like, I, I, fuck, was it Larry Mize? I think it might have been Larry Mize yeah. chipped in from the bunker. Yeah. And, like, 
Greg Norman's going through the the story. He's like, I've got this one. I'm thinking to myself, okay, he's got a near impossible shot. I got to get up and close. And even if I two putt, worst case scenario, I'm forcing a playoff or however it would have transpired. Right. This wasn't the Masters, by the way. This was, I think it, it was. was. A, I think it was the eighty the eighty seven Masters. Yeah, or whatever it was. Right. And and then all of a sudden he chips in, and then like Greg Norman even said, he said I had no idea what to do. <laughs> because I wasn't thinking that far ahead because I didn't there was no way in the world this guy's gonna make this shot. And then they so somebody asked him current day, and you, they went back to an old interview and say, Hey, do you think you're snake bit? Blah 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 and he blah 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 a little transpiring. And then like the guy, you know, during the shooting of this documentary says, Well, yeah, you could look at it that he's snake bitten, but anytime you're four over par on Sunday you're not winning the green jacket when right. you're four over par on Sunday. Sure. So is he putting himself in these situations to get snake bitten, or is he really snake bitten? Right. And they asked the Greg Norman that question. He said, no, yeah, clearly I put myself in these positions. I didn't play well enough where I should have won. And yeah. So, But anyway, so that's if you have access to the 30 for 30 library, uh, even if you're not a golf fan, Shark is well worth the watch. Maybe they gave him a preview of this 30 for 30, and he was so pissed off he got together with Phil Mickelson and, and went, to, went to start that Dubai, that may, that Dubai have, League. He might have. <laughs> to, to, to say, up you. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then the other thing I want... Did I say up you? Up you, yes, you yeah, Who says up you? Uh, we do. We do on the pod. <laughs> okay. Patting that. We're patting that deal. As an LLC, it's not up yours doing. anymore. It's up you, everybody. So, um, and then the, the last thing I watched was uh, an E60 film. Now, what differentiates an ESPN 30 for 30 yeah. and an E60 film? <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> but it's always done in the same brilliant coverage. Yeah. And this one is um, The Paternal Legacy. So, it, it's about, you know... And, you know, shit, Joe Paterno died in, what, 2015 or whatever? So seven years ago, you know, my dates are wrong, and who cares? You can just fact-check that yourself. It's history. But it's, you know, it, how he built the program, and then the Sandusky scandal, and then, you know, how it's divided. And it's really riveting viewing because on one side, I'm like, okay, you know, Joe Paterno, I mean, he did – McQuarrie told him, hey, this is what I saw, and he told his superiors. Right. And then left it at that. So, the, you know, the Joe the Joe Pa supporters who want the statue, statue still there and everything are like, well, he did what he was supposed to do. And you're like, yeah, I guess he did. And then on the other side of the coin is like, I would like to think if I, somebody brought to my attention that, hey, you know, little boy's getting – you know, yeah. fucked in the bathroom by one of your buddies who wasn't even on the coaching staff at the time. I don't think he was just he was part of the uh, Sandu uh, Sandusky boys for challenge kid under oh, gotcha. underprivileged okay, kids. Yeah. He ran camps and shit. Sure, I would like to think in addition to I, well, obviously Joe Pa couldn't kick Jerry Sandusky's ass because he was still even old at the time, and Jerry Sandusky's a bigger man. But sure. If nothing else, like you motherfucker, get the fuck off oh, my campus, you son of a bitch, son, campus, and then yeah. go right to the police and say this cocksucker was doing you. Blah, blah, blah. Right. So it, it's like, okay, yeah, I see why they tore the statues down, you know. But you know, he didn't really do it himself, and he did report it. But so it gets you thinking. It, it, it's it's well done. 
Um, uh, so another great nah, one-hour watch. I actually would like to watch that. Yeah, that's it's very good. And um, they have interviews like uh, Joel's son. Um, they have tapes from um, Jerry Sandusky. Who, what a fucking moron he should be. I mean, that, that fucking trial should have ended with... Instead <laughs> 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 the bailiff dragging him out by his feet. Uh, but anyway, so... And then the... Uh, the, the third thing, I didn't watch it. I listened to it on uh, Spotify. I'm it, sorry. It popped up on my... I'm sorry. I took a drink when you said that. <laughs> it went down the wrong pipe. Because I could just see, like, Judge Mike. <laughs> yes, like, <laughs> Justice by Mike. Yeah. Oh, my God. And Back to the wild, wild west. It popped up on oh. my Spotify feed, so I clicked it. It was a Jim Norton, <laughs> uh, Please Be Offended, it was called. And you want to talk about... And some of the material, oddly enough... One of the tracks was called Tiger, Mel, and Arnold. And then the other track was called Penn State. So I'm like, yeah, this is like old stuff. So I, just, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a comedy album from 2013. But if you've never heard it and you like Jim Norton, but, but hey, if you think Flights Football and anything else has a parental advisory on it, there is a parental advisory on this Jim Norton comedy bit. And I almost, and to, I don't even know if he could do it in 2022. But there's a point behind it. He doesn't attack anybody really full force, but he just gives his take on certain situations. Right. And I was laughing so fucking hard. I, I'm thinking, <laughs> in, in 2022, I may go to jail just for laughing at this shit. But it, I mean, that was hilarious. So I saw so that on uh, Spotify. It was, it's, I think it's called Please Be Offended. Gotcha. And it's uh, Jim Norton. So. Like I say, obviously I didn't watch it, but I did listen to it, and I found a lot of entertainment. And again, the Penn State—it was a nice segue by my part. Thank you very much. Again, shoulder hurt, patting myself on the back. Um, from to go to the paternal legacy, and there's a four-minute bit on uh, Jim Norton's "Please Be Offended" entitled "Penn State," where he covers it. So, and uh, anyway, that was great. So, all right, I think it's time we rate uh, make. Merc love, not war. I agree. Hit it. You're, um, or, or am I a... No, I'm first. Okay. Are you? Well, normally, you're first at home, but we've had so many donations. Yeah, right. yeah, it's, yeah you're, you're hosting and their donations, so you're first. All right, so I am very pleasantly surprised with the finish on this. I was very confused at first, like you were. I was expecting an IPA finish. Um, a lot of these... Uh, you know, Mer from the Murky series from Austin Brothers, but I I really want to find out, you know, what is it in this? Uh, we haven't looked at hops. Oh, here we go. I'm looking at it right now in the can. New England style, which we figured since the very uh, grapefruity orange notes and the you know on the first on the first taste when it hits the palate, but it says featuring B R U. One hops. What is we got to figure out what that is? Brew one hops. I don't know. Sure, maybe. Yeah, but it, I, I've not seen those hops on anything else we've had. So, no. and and when um, Blake Austin, we had him on the pod episode whatever, uh, fifty seven or yeah, somewhere that. in there. Uh, he was saying, you know, it, it, it gets interesting when you, you, you know, you you work with the centennials and the citras and the, the, the standard hops, especially when you're going after a uh, new England style. Uh, 
But there's a lot of those. What did he call those? Did he call them boutique hops, or did he mm. call them something along those lines? I think so. Yeah, Boat, boutique hops. They're expensive, but yeah. he said they really like they really bring a, a different kind of a flavor. And so, if you're looking to brew something different, sometimes you have to go to those. So we'll figure out what this brew brew one hops is. But I, I like it. Okay, so my rating. I kind of went off on a tangent there. That's um, all right. I'm God. I really enjoy this. Am I going to go four worthy? It's part of the conversation. Uh, I don't know. As a New England, is it four worthy? Is it four worthy? Is it four worthy? Three point nine five. I really, really like it. And but it's not. I've, I've, I've the New England. Some of the New Englands we've had. Um, Fat Orange Cat. Oh, comes yeah. to mind, and you know, um, that just went a little bit above. Okay, so three point nine five. Yep, I've, I've validated it for myself. Go ahead. And again. If one of us gets the time, probably not. Or one of the listeners, if you ever update it and post it on our Facebook page or Twitter, follow us on Twitter at EPOTFFA. Um, you can post it, and they can fact check us. Arguably, and uh, Grandpa Blackhawk always gets mad because he thinks we just, because we interviewed Blake from Austin Brother, we just unnecessarily blow smoke up their ass. But Austin Brothers has fantastic beers. Oh, yeah. So that's why our ratings are so high. Right. Um, but what I'm asking the listeners or you or myself to do is check the greatest differential in ratings. Okay. Because this might be one of them because I ain't no quitter, so I'm going to finish this beer. Oh, really? But this may be one of the worst Austin Brothers I've ever tasted. I'm still going to give it a 2.6. Okay. Because, I mean, you know, like the listeners know when I – Takes it, like, oh, oh yeah. and I didn't do that. Right, right, right. But I am not a fan. Um, Emily brought brought us the four packs. <laughs> like, again, I ain't no quitter, so I'm going <laughs> to drink the other two. Who's kidding you here? But, um, yeah, it just, as far as Austin Brothers goes, not their best effort, and 2.60. So that's right. a 1.35 differential. And hmm. I'm not saying we we haven't had a bigger differential, but right, um, that's got to be one of the bigger ones. I mean, because that's that's night and day there. I mean, oh yeah, two six to three nine five. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, um, which is actually good because it shows we're you know we're different people. I mean, you like this, y'all like that. Tomato, tomato, neither, neither, either, either. <laughs> um, well, small sample size. Uh, you're a lot closer, obviously, with 86 people checking in on Untapped. Those 86 average out to a 3.72. So obviously, mm. I'm I'm like the uh, uh, the yeah. black sheep of the family, if you will, because well, I don't know. You know, you're like you've said before many times. Like you're not necessarily, although you <laughs> recently you said you might be converting to bourbon barrel, but if there's a too much bourbon, or like you right. said on the finish here, you got some kind of ginny. Yeah, some it's, kind it's, of it's funny. weird. It's, it's, I didn't I, get it's that. Not enough. There's not the IPA that I was looking for. Right. So anyway, but hey, I mean, it's drinkable. I mean, it's two point six, and I and I am going to finish the pint. So obviously, it's not disgusting by any means. But it's what I I guess maybe I was rating this. Against some of the other Austin brothers we've had. Yeah. And there are a lot of fucking Austin brothers that are way better than this. All right, Dave. Well, on to the second tasting. This one, one of the many, many, many donations, loyal listener Jeff Laporte 
brought back from his, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff, what did I say it was? Snow pheasant? Snow geese? <laughs> snow geese. <laughs> yeah, the snow geese hunting trip. So. <laughs> did you say snow pheasant? Yeah, I did. I, did. Yeah, I knew it was a bird. I mean, like, well. Um, and he got a lot of them, so. And he brought us back a lot of beers, and many of them are the old crowler size, 32 ounce. Um, Big old oil can. This one is called, it's from Eponymous Brewing Company in Brookings, South Dakota. It's called Cine Vanilli. It is a stout, and it is 4.8% zero IBUs. And what I find strange about this, 4.8% just might be the lowest alcohol percentage of any stout we've ever tried on this pot. Because stouts so. are typically oh, yeah. at least six and a half or even into the double digits. Sure. So unless it's a misprint on the can, I mean, it, it, this can was uh, canned in, on March 12th of 2022. And it says right there on the can, 4.8%. So, but again, you'll listeners, you're only going to hear one crack if my... Nails that I tore off. Here, Dave, why don't you try that? Because I can't. There we go. Thank you very much, sir. You're welcome. Um, oh, it's definitely got the stout color. I will not be able to see it in the glass because I am using the ever popular maple grill stainless steel. stainless steel cup. But I did pour it in there and watch it. It got a little stout yep. leaking there. Stout leakage. I hate that when it happens. Yes. Ooh. Hold on. Yep, hold on. A little technical difficulties. Not really technical, uh, pouring difficulties. There we go. Um, yeah, typical stout color. Strong on the stout oh, yeah. notes. Cheers. Cheers. Oh. Mmm. I'm getting some cinnamon. Yes, and the vanilla. Hence the name Cine Vanilli, I would imagine. Oh, uh, yeah. So, but yeah, that's very tasty. I think the vanilla, well, I, yeah. More, I it's more it. cinnamon than vanilla. I think it's cinnamon right. and then a little bit of vanilla. Correct. But, boy, just think if they would have made this at like a 10%er. Oof. But, I mean, 4.8, this is easy drinking. Oh, yeah. Mm. So, uh. Um, world of sports, boy, a lot going on, a lot going on. Um, I tweeted it out from the pot at epodffa, mentioned it last week on the pod. What I've seen of it, I've actually enjoyed the USFL. I just can't believe, are they not selling tickets at all? I don't know. I mean, are those family and friends only? I mean, is it still COVID restrictions for the USFL? Or because <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah. you take uh, uh, a Division Eight or even a school that's so small they have to play seven on seven football, right? And they draw more people than that are at these USFL games. I think you hit you hit the nail on the head last week, where it's you know the Birmingham folks are going to show up for their Birmingham that, team. That's what I'd like to check. I don't know if the, the you know because Birmingham. This week beat uh, the Houston Gamblers 33-28 to improve to 2-0. and 
Um, maybe as we're talking, I'll click a button here or there and see what the attendance was for that game. But, I mean, on Friday night, I didn't watch it all because I had to get up early for work Saturday. But, I mean, it wasn't a great game, but Michigan played um, the New, New Jersey Generals in, in, in the lowest-scoring game of the probably of the, the season. Uh, the Generals beat the Panthers 10-6. to but, it, I mean, it was still decent football to watch. I mean, not NFL, but, I mean, right. nobody's they're not billing it as the NFL. Right. So, um, but, I mean, literally, I think what the uh, the main part of my text, it was basically, like, more people show up to watch me cut my grass than they do <laughs> for the USFL <laughs> games. It's like, I mean, obviously ticket price, I mean, they can't be but 10 12 bucks a piece. Yeah, right. And yeah, for no. a professional... Football league, I get it's April. I get it's new. I get Michigan's not in Alabama. New Jersey's not in Alabama. Pittsburgh's not in Alabama, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, at $12 a ticket, you'd think you'd be able to get 4,000 people in there. And I don't even think they're even close to that. Yeah, I'd be, like I said, I'd be interested to see what kind of ticket sales they have when Birmingham is playing. All right. And then, and then would that pay for if they were to, you know, Michigan have a – you know, all the teams would have a home base in their state, and maybe they would draw enough ticket sales to justify the travel. Right. Yeah. That. Yeah. That, that could be. And I think this year they're probably trying to like, hey, look at, you know, we're getting our money from the TV networks. If there's any interest in it, you know, maybe the Panthers will play at Ford Field next year if there's an, if there appears to be enough interest to keep the league going. But, I mean, it's just weird that, I mean... You, well, they could play at Merrill because they would have enough room in the stands. Yeah, well, for sure. <laughs> I, I think Merrill outdraws the USFL. <laughs> That's what Merrill should put on their... Uh, we have their, more their people come to our games uh, than... <laughs> home of the uh, Tri-Valley School that outdraws the USFL. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, that, would, that would be interesting. And, and one would assume the people there... You know, with the USFL, would be smart enough to you know look at those numbers and say, hey, you know, if if there's enough draw from the home team, then we can justify a little travel. Right. So well, that'll be interesting. Like I said, hopefully it doesn't fold because I actually was enjoying the XFL last year. And I then was they too. Yeah. In the third yeah. League. I mean, especially during COVID, nothing else to do. It's like, hey, right. you know, let's watch this and then yeah. fold it. Yeah. Um, baseball. A lot of shit happened in baseball. First of all, let's backtrack pre-3000. And Miggy comes up against the Yankees in the ninth inning, runners on second and third, with 2,999 hits. Yeah. And Aaron Boone elected to intentionally walk him. And there was a lot of scuttlebutt, hullabaloo, if you will, that, oh, you got to pitch to him there. Hit. No, you're trying to win a baseball game. The right move right. to make there is to intentionally walk him, put him on first, set a force anywhere, and go to the next hitter. So It's not it, like it was a situation where that was like, what is he doing? Right. I mean, you would normally do that in that right. situation exactly. with a big-time hitter. But people wanted to see the 3,000. Right. I think it was the ninth. I'm sure it was the ninth. Eighth or ninth, whatever it was. So it's not like he was going to so, But for people to question it, it's like, well, the Yankees don't owe the Tigers anything. The Yankees are trying to win a game. And you, there's a base open, you put them on. That's a no-brainer. Um, and then I think the next night against the Rockies, or, yeah, I think the next night, first at bat, I think he singled for his 3,000th hit or 
doubled or whatever it was. So becoming the 32nd or 34th <clears throat> player right. to hit 3,000, to have 3,000 hits. So not a Tiger fan, but hey. But you got to tip, a, yeah, tip, tip your, your cat. cat. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I've always said, and obviously he's getting older, he's not the hitter he used to be. Right. But, and I've always said it, it pains me to say it as a Red Sox fan, not a Tiger fan. Our generation, arguably one of the best hitters oh, yeah. of all time, if not all time, at least in his As generation, group, in, his, sure. in his prime. So, yeah. Agreed. Kudos to Miggy. And uh, what team did he start with? Do you remember? Hmm. Nope. New York. Florida. Really? What position did he play? Marlins? Yes. Uh, right field. Third base. Damn. So, I don't know how many Tiger fans even know that, but yeah, so. Um, and then two other bizarre things over the week that happened. Um, Hunter Green, prospect for the Phillies, 22-year-old, set a, a modern-day record. Well, it has to be modern-day because obviously they didn't have radar guns back in the day. Right. But Hunter Green set a big league record by throwing 39 pitches of 100 miles an hour or more in one game. so How is his arm still in the socket? The, the previous high was June 5th of 21. Jacob deGrom th- did it 33 times. And then on May 31st, so actually the pre- – so in back-to-back starts, Jacob deGrom went 27 pitches of 100 miles an hour or higher and then 33 pitches of 100 miles an hour or higher. And now J- Jacob deGrom can't stay on the field because the human body is not meant – to oh, do that, you oh, know, yeah. to create that amount of torque, and you know, and with that velocity and that, so, but yeah, so you know, he, I mean, but hey, thirty-nine pitches of over hundred miles an hour, you got to tip your cap to the guy. Heck yeah. Um, and then the other thing that you know is bizarre, and you wonder who's actually even keeping track of these things, or how long it takes to find out, because there have been a lot of Major League Baseball games played in this. The century or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. But um, Shoei Otana, Otani is the first pitcher in the modern era, in the modern era they they say since 1900. Yeah. So in 120 year, 122 years, he became the first pitcher to bat twice before ever taking the mound. So he he they, they, the Angels batted around in the top of the first. So yeah. he had two plate appearances. And then, he's t- and then he went to pitch. So, um, again, a meaningless stat. And that's why I mean. Right. It's like, how long did it take somebody to find that out? Because that's how meaningless it is. It's like, I mean, I guess you could eliminate a lot of games because pitchers didn't bat in the American League until. Right. Yeah. Um, well, the pitchers never, you know, since 73, the pitchers haven't batted since 73. And he is. Now he hits for himself when he pitches, so they don't even use the D eight. So you could you can rule out all nineteen seventy three and on games in the American League. But I mean, how do you even look that stat up? I mean, because there's I'm sure there's been tens of thousands of baseball games played in one hundred twenty two years. I mean, you're a baseball fan, but I know you're not that much of a freak that you would go, "Hey, wait a minute, right? Yeah, there's hey, got to be a stat out there. I don't think this has ever happened." Yeah, Shoei Tani batted twice this inning, and he's pitching. That's never happened before. Well, apparently it hasn't. So, um, and then the Red Sox lost again today to the Rays, got swapped. Swept. 
by the Rays, scuffling along at 7-9. and nine. Eh, There's a few games left to go in the season. We'll see what happens. You know, odd thing. Since we went to the ballpark two years, three years ago. Yes. Three years ago. <clears throat> haven't the Rays been on kind of a tear? Yeah, they're, they're, they're very competitive. I think, I think we were good karma. Well, I'm sure of it. They, I, I think there's actually, our names are mentioned. Yeah. In, on the uh, banners at um, Tropicana Field. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you guys can fact check us on that, but I, I'm pretty sure that's what it, what it was. So, um, thanks, da- thanks, Mike and Dave, for all of our success. Exactly. I think that's what it says. Uh, basketball. We don't do a lot of basketball in this pod, but I, there was a couple games between the now and the last pod that really kind of were baffling to me. Uh, Jimmy Butler scored 45 and completely took over game two. And then um, only in the NBA. These are two mind-boggling things, in my opinion. Memphis was at Minnesota. Series tied one-to-one. In, you know, they split in Memphis. Right. Memphis goes to Minnesota. Minnesota has a 26-point lead. <laughs> right, yeah. And... Um, the Grizzlies come back and win the game. How do you overcome a twenty-six point lead? That's incredible to me. And then you start thinking that you're playing a regular season game, and you yeah, you stop playing defense again. And 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 almost as baffling is uh, in another game three, the Heat were down five in the third quarter against the Hawks. In a five minute thirty second span, they went on a twenty one to nothing run. <laughs> When Atlanta came up empty <laughs> eleven crazy. straight times to take like a six, seven, eight point lead, yeah, and Atlanta wins the game by one. So how do you go? How do you get outscored twenty one to nothing and still win the game? It's just the NBA is just like really um, kooky that way. It's just I don't I don't really get uh, how that. So I, I guess a twenty six point lead in the NBA is. The equivalent of being down what three in baseball and ten in football or sure. something like that. Something like that. Um, it just. But oddly enough, I've been watching more NBA. I've watched more NBA since my Cleveland trip than I have probably the last three years combined. Right. Well, that you know the first series I thought you know the first couple of games we watched, with the exception of I think it was I mentioned it. I mentioned it in episode one twenty two, but it was. It was Atlanta, and I forgot who else that, again, thought they were playing a regular season game and forgot to play defense. But uh, it was nice to see, you know, the the intensity pick up and the, you know, kind of it, it looked a little bit like the college level intensity. Yeah. You know, and so that that was fun. But I think they do. I I just don't think they've gone an entire season. I mean, were there any games under 120, you know, during the regular season? I mean, I don't think. No, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I get your. Point. I don't think yeah. their stamina for playing right. defense is is there because right. they they went how many months without doing it? Well, even Barkley said, I mean, you can't go all in for eighty two games. I mean, right. it's just your body. no, you can't. Yeah. No, and I say no, and I even said, I said, I get it why they don't play defense, and people like to see scoring and stuff like that. That's why the NBA is you know made strides the way they have. But I mean, to to go and then just try to turn it on and right, so. Um, but you know, the other thing is the, uh, fab five of the NBA, if you will, the Brooklyn Nets 
find themselves down three to nothing. And everybody, oh, this is a great team. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shit on Kevin Durant, because Kevin Durant probably single handedly won a title with Golden State a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And he, he he's a great one. You can't deny how good Kyrie Irving is right. the three or four times he plays it each month. Yeah. So, um, but the Celtics, fuck, up 3 nothing, just slapping around. I mean, they've been competitive games and physical games, but I don't see how any – it's tough overcoming 3 nothing. so I don't see how the Nets come back in that series. But When you talk about something like that, it brings me back to I had, um, I had coaching basketball at Michigan State, and I had Judd Heathcote was the teacher. Right? Yep. I, that was awesome. I walked into class. I'm like, you've got to be shitting me. Seriously? Hello? Yeah. Hello? What up? Hello? He was the actual teacher? Though? He was the teacher right. of coaching basketball. I'm like, this is phenomenal. Um, and one of the things he did, I don't remember a lot of, I remember some of what we did, but I remember specifically, it was like, you know, the ha moment. He just started class off and he drew five stars across the board. Then underneath it, he drew four stars and a circle. And then underneath that, he drew three stars and two circles, two stars and three circles, one star and four circles, right? Yep. Turned around, he said, this represents the makeup of, uh, you know, uh, was it five different teams? Yep. So which one of these combinations, the stars being a star player and the circles being role models, which one of these combinations tends to win more NCAA championships? Three stars, two roll. So three X's, two O's. I think he said two stars and three zeros. Okay. Okay. Um, Now, when you think about U of M's last national championship, Ramil Robinson... Mm -hmm. I think, right? And yep. the, uh, Antoine Jobert, and right? Bill Frieder's wink-wink team, he means. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and they were, you know, they had, God, I forget who the white guy was on that team now. I'm trying to think of what his name was. Um, they really had two stars, but there were some they were some tough kids from Flint. I think Antoine Jobert, Jobert was from Flint. Um, what was his nickname? Antoine Jobert? Yeah. I don't know. The judge. All right, thank you. Anyway, but uh, but that was the kind of makeup that he was talking yeah. about. Um, God, I forget the kid's name, but all he did was he was like the he was like the Dennis Rodman. He was loose balls, rebounds, you know, get the next pass every once in a while, you know, get the putback. You know, he scored a little bit every now and then. You think of Michigan State, the Flintstones, right? Yep. Now, as far as like super duper five star talent kind of players. Maybe you know how many guys went to the NBA out of that group? One or two. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Is and Cleveland so, Flintstone? Yeah. And he made it to the NBA, but he wasn't any good. No, a couple of those guys gave it a shot, yeah. but yeah, they didn't. They didn't make it. Um, I think. Uh, um, oh God! Come on, uh, Richardson. I think he played for yeah. a while. Yeah. For yes, yeah, so Jason Richardson. Jason Richardson. Yeah. But, um, but you know what I mean? So that was like, wow. And so when you talk about the Lakers, when you talk about the Nets, you know what I mean? They try to load all these stars, you know, these, the, you know, they get five stars across there or four stars across there, maybe one role player. 
And a lot of times it's like, well, I want to touch the ball. No, it's my, you know, I get to touch the ball. No, I, you know what I mean? They just don't know how to, there's no, the chemistry doesn't work. Right. Oh, yeah. So when I see, so when I see situations like that, I think back to Judd and I'm like, smart man. Very smart. What'd you get in the class? Don't remember. Damn. Probably an A. All right. Yeah. He liked me. All right. That's good. Is he still alive? No. No. He's dead, eh? He is. I was going to say, rest in peace. We could get him on the pod. But he might, he, he would, he probably would have come on the pod. But, uh, all right. Well, um, so USFL, baseball, basketball, I believe we have covered all the sports that are, well, hockey, hockey's got a few games going the regular season. Yeah. Playoffs will start in another week or so. We'll, we'll, we'll pick up the, uh, we talked about Toronto and their kind of their situation. And we'll pick up the NHL once the playoffs start and the matchups and we'll, uh, Lay our picks down, and you can bet the other way. Because in FanDuel, I have been on one <laughs> hell. Of, I've been on one hell of a losing streak. I, I mean, it's you know they give me the they give me the outcome of the game before you know, and I'm and I still can't pick the right side. It's like no, we said the, we said the Celtics won, you stupid fuck, and I'm betting the Nets. It's like. The game's over, asshole. We told you to bet this way. I'm like, oh, that, I mean, that's how bad. That's how bad of a streak I'm on. I can't fucking pick anything. But uh, what do you think? You want to rate uh, Cindy Vanilli? Yeah, I do. Oh, uh, wait a second, though. Wait a second. Not getting out of this segment that easily, Dave. How do you set that on random? What is that? Um, it's just you know, it's a time. It's we're professionals. 123 episodes. We're professionals. We know what we're doing. All right. Now in my in our since we've been doing this, yeah, I think personally this is the hardest question. <laughs> I know you're familiar with it. All right, and it's so difficult. If you can give me the band, oh, even all right, I'll take that because I'm not even sure I would have known the title, even though I knew this what the lyrics I was looking up. I knew knew it, but I didn't even know if I knew what the title was. Right. So anyway, take a look at my girlfriend. She's the only one I got. Not much of a girlfriend. I've never seemed to get a lot. It's not the cars, is it? No, it, it's a. It, I'm five years older than you, so you. That's why I said that. Um, you and I'll give. That's why I was allowing the band. I mean, this is a popular song. It's a 70s song. 70s, okay. So um, so you said I probably wouldn't get the band, so it's no, not like you the might Stones. Get, you might get the band. Oh. The title of the song is the difficult part. The title of the song, if you get the title of the song, you, you make up for a lot of your earlier gimmies that you've butchered. So Stones... Zeppelin. Right, here, I'm even going to throw in um, another one because this is a song everybody knows, but nobody knows, if you know what I mean. All right, so the, the lyrics I just read you are the first verse. Yeah. Um, so here's a, the, another verse. Could we have kippers for breakfast? Mummy dear, mummy dear. They got to have them in Texas because everyone's a millionaire. Sex pistols. No. <laughs> uh, Kippers, I don't know. I was just trying to think of some. Don't you some look UK at my band. girlfriend? 
She's the only one I oh, got. Oh, you put the melody to Not it. I got much yeah, of yeah, a yeah, girlfriend. Yeah. Never seemed to get a lot. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, oh. Um. Hmm. All right, Chuck, this is where I it's call on you. It's not Asia. This is where I call on you, Chuck. Oh. Um. Oh, shit. Uh, not Asia. No. Um. Oh, my God, I can hear it. I can hear it, and I don't. Oh. If I'll give you a clue of the band's name. It's one word, but... It's like basically two words into one, and it's great floozy. Uh, that doesn't. Um, I can hear it. I can hear the melody. I can hear the lead vocal. I can hear the the him singing it. Pa 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 pum. Yeah, you don't even need to do that. I can. Um. Oh. No, I'm not going to. Shit, I don't know. All right, well, the name I'm of the trying song, too hard the at this point now. Name of the song, which probably is one of those songs like, you know, Van Halen's, might as well jump. Right. Okay, the name of that song was Jump. It jumps in the song over and over again. The name of the song is, that's why I said, if you get this, you'll get bonus points. The name of the song is Breakfast in America. Yeah, no. And it was I sung would... by Supertramp. Oh, Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, yeah. So Van Morrison, Super Tramp, all that genre kind of during the 70s. Yeah. No, I've heard the song, but yeah, yeah. No, I would have yeah. never guessed I knew the you, name. I knew you, because like I said, even yeah. when I, because I knew the song I wanted to look up the lyrics to, uh-huh. and I had to go, I had to kind of back into it and go, and I had to search Super Tramp. To get to breakfast in America, because I'm not even, I, I really even after saying it, I still don't know if I was familiar with breakfast in America. But I, I mean, I knew it was a Super Tramp song, and that's how right. I, went. I said, okay, I want to get these lyrics. I don't, you know, I know Super Tramp sings it, but I don't know what the name of the song is. So anyway, for, for all the any of you out there that got that one, kudos. To I you. think I think no offense, Black uh, Grandpa Blackhawk. I think Liz was probably in the same boat as you, and she probably knew it. I don't know if she knew Super Tramp. No offense, hon. I'm thinking Chuck is the only one that possibly knew that one. Because Chuck's actually older than I am. Out of our Again, mil- out of our millions of listeners? Yeah, because our demographic is much younger age group, <laughs> okay. we'll, as yeah. we'll get to in segment three. But uh, So <laughs> I, think, I think Chuck is the only one that knew that one. All right. Um, but anyway, so yeah, let's rate Sidney Benelli. All right, my um, turn. No, you went first last time, because so I'm going first this time. Oh yeah, my bad. Um, I liked it a lot. I mean, I don't even at four percent. I don't think I can call it a lawn mowing beer. But the notes of cinnamon were good enough. I would have. I want this version in a nine percenter. To really get the true taste, mm-hmm. but at four point eight, I am going to say that the taste of this is so good. I'm going to give it a three eighty eight. No. Oh. All right. Well, we're back on track uh, for the same reason you just mentioned. I can't really say it any better than that. I had mine written down three seven five. Yep. All right. 
So, all right, well, we're a little bit under on tap rating, but with 16 check-ins, that's one six. <laughs> so, that, I mean, that's one person going overboard with their ranking. 16 check-ins on tap has come in at 4.06. I have 3.88, you're 3.75. So, we're all in the same ballpark on that. But a very, uh, I think this is the second or third eponymous beer company, brewing company that we've had, courtesy of Jeff Laporte. And this is my favorite. I'll have to check what yeah. I rated the other ones, but this, this is my favorite of those three. All right, Dave. Well, third tasting of the night, third donation of the night. This one is from uh, the Big Dog. From Spilling Nachos, hey, hey. Uh, who they just released, Nate, Tommy, sorry if I'm wrong, I want to say episode 46 today, possibly 47, but I'm going to go with 46, haven't listened to it yet because uh, we went out last night, as we're about to talk about here shortly, and didn't get up in time to walk Ruby, so I haven't listened to episode 46 yet. Shame on you. Well, exactly, but you know, hey, you're drunk. You, you drunk. You drink at night, and you wake up, and your little toenail has fallen off, and things just get out of whack from there. <laughs> but um, this is yet another Oozle Finch beers and blending entry. We've had a couple of Mueller, Mueller, Mueller. Uh, the one you What's, brought was called What Say What or What What Say You or what, whatever it was called. <laughs> and those were both very, very sour. I could turn around and look that up, but I, I'm not going to right now. Uh, well, this one is actually a party dinosaur. It's smoothie style, sour ale with cacao, mint, banana, coconut, vanilla, and lactose. Hopefully it's light on the coconut because, as the listeners know, I'm not a fan of coconut. And so. then I read that and I thought this is either going to be out of this world or it's going to be blah. Yeah, exactly. 6.3%, uh, zero IBUs. So, without further ado, let's crack the third and final one of episode 123 as we use our, oh, that's a peach color pour. Hmm. Just based on the color, I'm say there's a lot of coconut in there. Hmm, maybe not. Did we say pear? Because that's what, I smell pear. God, it's there's so no, much mint, going on mint in here. Banana, coconut. No, there's no pear. Yeah, there's no pear, but that's the coconut and the banana and the mint trying say, to <coughs> trying to excuse trying me. To I, was play gonna, nice. I was gonna say banana, yeah. So well actually I said pear first, but then banana is what I Cheers. Cheers. I see you put the uh yeah. maple grill uh the pint glass koozies on yeah, here. I like those. Not as sour as the other two, but there's there's still some sourness to it. No, I agree. So therefore, <laughs> for those people that that uh, had a chance to listen to those episodes, man, for whatever reason, you know, I had a I had a really intense reaction to the sourness of those other ones. I think I, I think my analogy was taking a handful of warheads and just yeah. popping them in. C A C A O cacao. That's uh, like chocolate, right? Y yeah, I uh, do you taste zero. Yeah, there's there's zero Nothing. chocolate in this. I, I 
I'm just saying maybe it's that's what's keeping the the sourness of these Uzel Finches, you know, kind of keeping it at bay, if you will. That could, that could be it because yeah, I, I don't get chocolate at all. I was looking forward to chocolate, mint, and the banana, but I get. Fortunately, I, get, I don't get the coconut. Yeah, you know, it, a mint banana is what I'm picking up on the notes here. I'm not picking up a whole lot of mint, I guess. On the finish, it's, oh. you, you can almost. Hmm. It's like a Girl Scout cookie, if you will. What? Yeah, okay, well, I'm not getting that. I hope I hope by the time I finish this, I get that. But the I'm mint not... portion of the Girl Scout cookie, not the chocolate. Because I don't get any chocolate out right. of this. So, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Okay, so, so, so anyway, so we go out. You talked about going out last night. We went Correct. to We went to G's Pizza. Yes. Um, First time ever I ordered something non-pizza. I ordered a burger. You're always in jeopardy. If you get, like, pizza from a wings place or wings from a pizza place or burger from a pizza place or pizza from a burger place. Right. Hey, you're... you're Rolling the dice. Rolling the dice. And they didn't ask me how I wanted it cooked. It was a little well done for my liking, but it was it was, it was was good. Um, I had eight pizza the previous two nights before, and I didn't want... Because Liz and I always get the family thing, which is two large pizzas... We eat almost one and then bring one home, so that would mean like four straight nights of pizza. So that's why we opted right. for something different. But right. anyway, proceed. So um, you know, on the back deck there, beautiful night. Oh first, yeah, yeah. first beautiful night. You could sit on a back deck at a restaurant and and, and you know, summer's enjoy. over Wednesday at forty degrees. So we so, you know, hopefully everybody <laughs> enjoyed their summer. <laughs> and uh, so some of the groups that were there, there was a table with some little kids and. You know, it looked like a mom was taking the kids out to dinner or something like that. I don't know. But, you know, they laughed. And then there was a, a larger table of some people. Uh, they laughed and uh, another table. So by the time it was all said and done, it was what? Uh, 9.30? 9? Oh, yeah. 9. Yeah. 9. Yeah. So it was 9 and it was us and another table of younger kids. I guess you call oh. them kids from our perspective. Yeah, 22. You're still a kid. Yeah, for sure. And so I don't know how it transpired. I think Carson dropped an F-bomb or something like that and then looked over at our table or somebody looked at our table and said, hey, we apologize. Sorry about that. And then, of course, Jamie, <laughs> she let him know. Yeah, she, yeah, that, yeah. she uh, said, what the fuck are you talking about? We, we fuck is I think I even... I, I think even, you, went, you yeah, and Jamie, yeah. Yeah, yeah I even okay. said, well, we've been fucking saying that all fucking night. <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> In any event, um, no, uh, great group. I'm going to call them the SVSU crew. SVSU crew, right? All right, fair enough. And so want to give a shout-out to uh, Carson, Nate, Colin, Danielle, Jocelyn, Thomas, right? And so then all of a sudden this, I don't know, Carson just wanted to come over and get to know each of us, and I think he fell short of asking us for our Social Security numbers, but... I gave him mine. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, God, dumbass. <laughs> you don't know this person. Anyway, um, but I do have something, you know, from that conversation. So we started talking and this, that, and the other thing. And, I, you know, Carson, definitely a good conversationalist. I yes. mean, he, he very well engaged and can keep a conversation going. 
So um, it was getting a little intense over at our table. So I wandered over to their table and I said, you know, how often does Carson do this? Does he go over to the, you know, somebody else's table and introduce himself and just get into a really great, it was, it was a great conversation. Um, It was a lot of fun, you know, and I don't really remember the answer, but I talked about, you know, we could use him on the pod, you know, or, you know, he'd be a great guest on a podcast ours being one of them, excuse me. And, uh, oh, you know, you have a podcast, blah, blah, blah. And I said, we've been doing it for three years. That's a lie. I mean, we haven't been doing it for three years. Did we, did we do the pilot in December of 19 or was it January of 20? No, I, I actually think the first pod, the pilot was November of 19. I think our first episode was, the only reason I remember this is because I, if you look back at episode seven through 12 or whatever it was, I think we entitled it. And I know it was actually, well, it could have been seven. It was either nine through 13, something like that, because the first eight didn't have a title. Episode nine, we started naming them. And then episode 12 or whatever it was, we named it. You got to be kidding me because that was the episode I brought up to you. I said that because of, of, COVID, they were thinking about having the March Madness tournament without fans. Right. And you went ballistic. Well, you got to get better, you know, yada, yada, yada. And little did we know, not only weren't there going to be any fans there, there wasn't even a fucking March Madness. So that right. leads me to believe it was, you know, episode, maybe that wasn't, but that leads me to believe. I mean, I could look at my phone. Yeah, that would have been, been, been like date, February but... of Probably should. 2020. And yeah. we were... So, yeah, we started November, December of 19. So, November, December of this year will be three years. So, you, you round it up. You use the – so, that's not really a corrections corner. I mean, it's – you round it up. So, I mean – Yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking right now. Episode 1, it says December 23rd. So, yes, yeah, so I knew I knew episode 1 was in 19. But not technically three years. We're in yeah, our third yeah, season. Right. Our third year. Correct. But we haven't completed it. So anyway, right. I guess it's not a complete lie. If you do the math, you could probably say yeah, that. Yeah, so but it's, a, anyway. it's, a, it's a loose corrections corner. I give you, you know, I give right. you that. Uh, but anyway, so we had this great conversation. And I also need to... And he to, followed the pod at epodffa. On Twitter? On Twitter. And, and emailed... And everybody else should too. And I apologize. I was thinking his name was Connor. Is it Carson? Carson. Okay, sorry, yeah. Carson. I thought it was Connor, but hey, fuck it. No hard feelings. I bought I bought the tequila, so fuck everybody. So. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, but yeah, so you know, it was just a great back and forth, and you know, Jamie was trying to roast him, and he he was he was a great sport about the whole thing. And but I got into the conversation over at the other table, and Colin, I have an answer for you from. Um, Mike Klein at Destination Bourbon, okay? His answer was $60. So... Uh, but he did But he did say your mom's going to love it, so give it to her and, hey, just chalk it up to treating your mom right. Right. And so uh, maybe shop around on that a little bit more uh, was one of his other suggestions. Or, you know what? You can actually get a hold of him because he loves helping people out with that kind of stuff. So... Um, Anyhow, 
Uh, but you have to listen to his show because I don't have his information right in front of me. So, and I think most, so go to in, Destination in, Bourbon. Instagram and uh, Facebook and Twitter are basically all at, in, at, this, at Destination Bourbon. Right. So, um, yeah, that's the answer to that. So, sorry about that, but that's what it is. And then uh, what else do I have here? Uh, oh, and then, uh, yeah, of course, you know, we're getting down towards the evening. I don't know what time G's closes, but then you decide to go and get oh, yeah. <laughs> so it. Got, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. We all got up from our table yeah. like we were like we were leaving. Yeah. And then Mike and Nate go to get shots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, hey, shot <laughs> like, time. All right. Should I sit down or how is this going to happen? Well, and the, the one thing, I, personally, in drinking in such drinking atmosphere situations i'm all about the ambiance and jesus is a good place i love the b-dubs of the world i love those types of places but if you're going to get a shot jesus isn't the place necessarily to get a shot because those fucking weren't shots i mean those were thimbles (laughs) i mean i think it was a one ounce or a one and a half or something oh there's no fucking way it was one and a half it may have been a one ounce okay but yeah, so we I just got tequila for everybody, and then Liz had a fireball. I ended up doing two. Uh, naturally, I got to do Patron. I ain't getting no. I ain't getting no fucking well tequila. I'm drinking. You know, <laughs> right. I'm drinking. You know, and I paid for it. And it's like, you know, I fucking tipped the bartender for getting me eight shots more than I tipped our waiter. It's like, uh, <laughs> but you know, when I get fucking, you know, if hey, all you servers out there, if you ever get flights, football, anything else, on location. Drunk Mike is a way better tipper than sober Mike. So sober Mike is fair. Drunk Mike is stupid. So, um, but yeah, so, you know, our $111 bill um, for the, you know, dinner and beers, right. I tipped, I think it was like a smidge over 20%. It was like 21 bucks or whatever. No, 111 with 20 percent would be 22 so i think i tipped him 24 and like the big dog fuck you tommy from spilling the nachos you fucking round these numbers out pal you don't fucking have a credit card bill of 127 dollars 44 cents you fucking tip the 56 cents to get it to zero zero everybody fucking knows that tommy um <laughs> so yeah so he got like a 24 you know yeah. just over 20 percent you know sure. 20 23 57 or whatever yeah. it was and the bartender who poured the shots got a twenty twenty dollar and ninety eight cents. Wow! It's like on, on a seventy five dollar wow. like, uh, Yeah, that that's drunk Mike tip in there. <laughs> so um, anyway, whatever. Hey, it's only money. We'll make more tomorrow, right? Exactly. But uh, thanks, you guys. That was fun. Really appreciated that. Um, made, it, made us feel a little younger, I oh guess. Yeah. For sure. Hope everybody got home safe. I assume so. Since we got the since we got the follow on the Twitter and the email account. Um, So I told you one thing before we get into our other business of segment three. Told you I was going to yesterday. I told you I was going to put you on the spot. You're the money guy of the pod. Sure. What is the what is the penalty for early withdrawal of a four hundred one k? I believe it's 40 days in the stockade, and then you get hung. All right. I can live with that, but financially, what is the penalty? <laughs> um, the I want to say it's the... somewhere in the... Th- 
I want to say it's somewhere in the 30% range, but it might depend on the plan and program that your company, each company can, can kind of tweak its own within the within the SEC guidelines. Well, the reason I asked that is because it's like, obviously 401k is for future. It's like your retirement plan. Right. It's the long haul. Correct. Whatever, whatever. Right. But I was going to say, like, okay, so let's say... You can borrow from your 401k, by the way. I'm not talking about that. Okay. I, but I'm talking about when the market is as volatile as it is right now, and yeah. it's correcting itself after three or four years of like, holy fuck, I'm making gazillion percent. Right. Obviously, that's an exaggeration, but you know what I mean. And now it's kind of correcting itself. Yeah. The reason I asked that is like, okay, so let's say your 401k is worth a million dollars. Mm-hmm. And then you you know the market's correcting itself, and it's your four hundred one k is gonna mayday mayday mayday. Now ultimately, right. the way financials things are, it's gonna steady itself, and then eventually climb back up. So let's say you're a million dollars, and the market really fucking takes a shit. Not to the Great Depression days or anything, but right. it takes a shit. <laughs> yep. And now your 401k is 830. Yeah. So your 401k dropped $170,000. Right. So that is still better than taking the penalty and say, well, you know, well, fuck it. If the market's this bad, I'll take my money, pay the penalty, and then reinvest it when I feel that the market has bottomed out and is on its way back up. Or is that just too risky of a maneuver to. For most of us, it's way too risky of a maneuver because then you got to time the market. And if you don't time it right, depending on how fast it goes back up, you're fucked. So, I mean, not only, well, I, I mean, in your scenario, are you taking the money out at 8.30 when it's at 8.30? No, yeah. Or are you it, trying to time it before I, it gets to 8.30? Trying to time it before you've lost 170. But if you're th- saying it's a 30% yeah. penalty, that... 30% of a million is 300000 right? Right. So you literally have to pay a $300,000 penalty for taking your money out I, early? I think in general it's somewhere around 30%, right. depending so on it, the 401k plan. Um, but, yeah, to time the market like that, take the hit and try to reinvest it, I mean, I think there's some – I don't know all of the penalties. I got, I got some kind of message. I tried to – I tried to move money in and out of some mutual funds, and apparently I didn't read the prospectus well enough, oh. and I couldn't do it. I, I requested the move, and I shouldn't have within 30 days. I guess there was a 30-day limit, I don't know, whatever. And so, you know, the person that called me says, hey, you got this request, but um, it's an SEC violation. They used a lot of big fancy words to make me feel bad. And you said, fuck you. <laughs> so we can't make that move right now. And so I'm listening to this message saying, okay, well, don't make that move right now. I'll do it later. But, um, yeah, to, to take the hit and to try to, yeah, that's, that's way too. It's still all about optimism and pessimism. So as soon as something gets figured out on this Russian war and something gets figured out on where, you know, the supply chain gets unscrewed up and people can get more confident about when products can get here and when products can't or if China's actually going to do it or we got to make chips here in America, all that stuff that's going on right now, when, you know, those people, quote, air quotes, you know, in the market 
decide that, hey, you know what? Things are looking up. And so okay. it becomes it, so be, the penalty, it becomes so, the bull market again. You have all the shares that are in your 401k right. are still there. Right. The value has dropped. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So you're saying it's still a better play to just ride the value of it out yep. and then reap the rewards of having more because you're, you're buying more at a lower price. Correct. So, yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, now's so the that, time that to start. So that offsets the yeah. X percent penalty of saying, well, fuck you, I'm not losing yeah. my money. I'll just put right. it in my savings account that makes 0.02%. The people that can and can afford it, they're throwing shit ton of money at the blue chips right now waiting for the uptick, you know, or any... Any upstarts that you know look promising when the economy starts to take off again, but I've tried to time a lot of that stuff before, and just like like they said, I you know they tell you don't think you're smarter than the you know uh, right they've had they've had chimpanzees throwing darts at investments and do as well as you know some Wall Street brokers during any given time. Right, and elephants pick the Super Bowl too. So sure, I, I mean you know um, what I mean. So it's like. But yeah, you know, because you and I are getting to that point where we're starting to think about retirement. And so, yeah, when you take it on the uptick and I mean, I don't, you can't, you got to wait till you're 59 or 59 and a half or whatever to on a 401k. I'm pretty sure that's the number, if I I'm not mistaken. At, at the Fisherman 8 told me you can legally withdraw, you know, take from your 401k at your birth year of 55. Okay, well, maybe I got the number wrong then. Thought it was all right. Well, whatever. I can. That's the number I right. had in my head. But, um, but yeah. So, you know, as long as you can wait to do that and you catch it on the uptick. Um, I happened to get in on a real good deal back in the early '90s, where I've kind of got a. It's a fixed account tied to the 403b. So if it goes on a wild roller coaster ride and it's at the top of the. Millennium Force, you know yeah. what I mean? And I'm ready to retire. 75% of that son of a bitch is going into the fixed account. Right. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Right. And then just from that point on, just supplement and wait till I get to 67 or whatever. And right. hopefully there's some social security. All right. So then I'll just leave my money in the 401k then. I won't I won't be fucking around with paying penalties. Yeah, pretty much any any advisor would probably kind of cringe at that idea. <laughs> right. But it's just always pain. That's why I don't like my statements cuz it's always painful like oh Jesus Christ, how do I lose that much money? Right. So, um anyway. Um by the way, 5 weeks in a row of church, missed Easter Sunday, started a new streak today, got there. And then um you know how it is is uh I brought out the book, Mike. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. The Gospel According to Ted Lasso. Yes. Right? Yep. Just in case you missed again. No, I didn't. Because I know I missed. I was. I went last week. I missed this week. I could read I could read a short blurb out of here if we needed If we needed a little gospel well, message. What I couldn't figure out from today's matter, like I say, you know, Catholic, go to the Catholic church, and then at one portion it's like, you know, hey, let, you know, we pray for peace, yada, yada, yada. Lord, hear our, the congregation says, Lord, hear our prayer. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. You know, we pray for the sick and the infirm. You know, Lord, hear our prayer. And then the one I, I mean, I, I, I looked at my sister and I said, what are they talking about? 
because the the part of the prayer was libraries, museums, and public transportation. Lord, hear our prayer. And I look around. I'm looking for. I'm literally looking for Ashton Kutcher. I'm like, we're, we're fucking praying for libraries. What do I give a fuck if there's a library or not? I don't give two fucks if there's a library. I mean, I was gonna put that into the fuck you segment, but I thought putting the church into the fuck you segment <laughs> was probably, a bit over the yeah, line and, yep. and you know distasteful. But I'm like, are you serious? We're praying for a library. Who gets? Yeah. Who goes to the library I, anymore? I appreciate that you didn't put it into the fuck you segment. Pastor Julie appreciates it, and Reverend Matthew. And I'm Matt, sure my mom and, does too. But it was like I could Reverend not. Reverend Matthew Titus appreciates it as well. And I could not believe that. I was like, "We're praying, library. What are you talking about? Library and public transportation? Are you kidding? What what's going on here? What are we praying? <laughs> I'm praying to win the lottery, 420 million megabob. Let's hear it for me. Come on, what? Come on. Yeah, that's just crazy talking. Like libraries, like library. Who's fucking praying for a library? I don't give a fuck if all the libraries closed. You know, oh, Mike, that's education. I, yeah, I get it, but it, I've got a phone. I'll Google it. That, <laughs> so, I mean, and you like, know what? That you know, everybody can scoff at that, and you could go, oh, yeah, but that's that's. We're not too far from. Well, that. exactly. That's what I mean. It's like so. So let's not waste the prayer on that one. You know, the the, the homeless, the sick. Oh, I, I'm with you. Let's pray for them. I got it. I, I'm with you, hand in hand, rock on. The library. What are you talking about? <laughs> so anyway, um, but uh, yeah. I, you know, oh, you thought you were getting out of a segment without Dave. All right, uh, now let's see if you can go two for two on Jack and Diane. Because a few weeks ago I said, who does Jack do his best impersonation of? And without hesitation, you said James Dean. So kudos to you. And I'm like, all right, well, maybe Jack and Diane's his wheelhouse. So you're going to do another Jack and I'm going to do another you're Jack and You are trying to make me look. Well, no, I'm trying to help you out. You got the one right, so you obviously know the song. All right. Yeah. Jack and Diane. Here's a little story. Jack and Diane. Okay. What women's apparel is Diane wearing? Oh, wow. Um... <clears throat> Uh, Bobby Brook, Bobby Brook. Boom! <laughs> Got it. High five. Fucking two for two on the. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this just in. Dave knows Jack and Diane by John Cougar. Well done, David. I told you. See, that's why I fed it to you. All right, thank Dribble you. Dribble off them, Bobby Brook. Now, in today's society, that fucking song shouldn't be said. Oh no. Dribble off those Bobby Brooks. Let oh. me do what I please. Yeah, no, absolutely not. No, if they if they're taking the Christmas song off, what's the Christmas song? Oh, uh, uh, where's date? It's cold outside. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, baby. It's cold outside. What's in this drink? <laughs> baby, it's cold outside. Yeah, well, they take that oh, off yeah. the air because I think they have, haven't well, they? Or some station, oh, not okay. all. All right, but um, but yeah, so. All right, well done, Dave. I, you know, I'm, I'm very happy. That, yeah, because the dribble off. Because I always, even like today, you know, it's a 55 year old white guy. Like dribble off those Bobby Brooks. Let me do it. I, I mean, that just screams. Oh, you can't do that. It's like they're together though. Yeah, they're behind having a the shade tree. Behind the shade, behind the shade tree. Yep, they're having a moment. Dribble off them Bobby Brooks. Let me do what I pr- please. Yeah. So all right, well done, Dave. Well done. <laughs> All right, so you're hey you're you're I took the pressure. You, you, you got out of that. You got off your slump. You're you know you're about two for thirteen. 
But you know, you, you dribbled one through the infield. Taking a towel to my forehead. So Yeah, that was a tough one. You know, I came to play though. Took the pressure. Alright, so well done. I mean, may, God, maybe I have to deep dive, do a deeper dive into Jack and Diane, see if there's any more softball soft they can give to you. I mean, try some other songs. Maybe I, there's maybe there's another song out there I can Alright. Oh really? Oh yeah, we're, we're we're going from one we're going from one segment to the other. Bing bong boom. All right, mine, and um, I believe, other than ourselves or um, a, a, like the Bears or Red Sox or something, this is the first ever recipient of a second fuck you. Because okay. I believe many episodes ago, you said... Our neighbor from around the corner, your co-worker, Craig Monahan, gave it to this guy. And I'm also going to give it to this guy. And so Ruby and I are on the rail trail. You know, I like to sit at the one bench, not by Miller Road. Right. That has the trash where people throw their shit in. But the one to the north, so... To the west of that, at the turn, there's at two. At the turn, yeah. right on the right on the curve. And moving that, and like this time of year is actually beautiful. We sit down, nice breeze blowing across her back, and yeah, you know, I'm I'm petting her, and she's just kind of chilling. Like, you know, I know she's sure. thinking, "Come on, lazy, let's go. I want to go." <laughs> but you know, this particular day, the other day, I want to say Tuesday. I I sit and I I see this guy. You know the guy that's walking his two dogs, that's oh. uh, walking like he uh, just took a John Leslie Peter North DP, and, you know. Yeah. And you know he's walking right, his right. dog, and they're on like seventy-seven foot leashes. That's cool, whatever. When you're by yourself, sure. So I see him coming. I'm sitting on the thing in, the, in my one podcast or whatever. I think it was the Jim Cornette experience or whatever it was. And I'm like, all right, this one's over. I'm I'm gonna go to some music. So I'm like searching. Ah, do I want to listen to Blink One Eighty Two, Five Finger Death Punch, uh, whatever? And I'm sitting my phone, and I see him getting closer. So I have my left the my phone in my left hand. I slip my right hand around Ruby's underneath collar. underneath the Ruby's collar, and then I take the leash and wind it up in my hand. And I got her close to me. And I'm just like scratching her neck. Right. And I'm not saying Ruby's a tough dog. I don't know. I mean, I've seen her in two tussles, and she's come out on top both times. I don't know how tough she is or not or whatever. But I know she she wants to be left alone. She doesn't want fucking people in her business. I get, you know, so. Right. And I don't care enough about anybody to, like, let my dog smell your dog because I don't give a fuck about it. You know, I'm not trying to breed my dog. <laughs> right. So I was like, all right. And I'm thinking, okay, this idiot is going to, stay on the one side and keep his dogs on the grass on the the left of the rail trail. I'm on the bench, Ruby right in my lap. So I, I put my head down and I'm like, uh, let's go with a five finger death punch. And then I look up and his two dogs are like nose to nose with Ruby. Yeah. And I'm like, there was no barking, no barking. There wasn't even any growling for a change. So like it was weird because Ruby like some dogs she just walks by, doesn't even acknowledge. And some dogs just like, I fucking hate your guts. Let's go, pal. <laughs> and but I'm like, 
I, I wanted to get up and just, it's not the dog's fault. Like, Judge right. Marilyn Miliano, the people's court said, dogs are dogs. They're doing what they're doing. Right. But it's the owners I'm doing do my fucking job to keep my dog away from your dog. Fucking get your dog away from me. They're not friends. They don't know each other. I don't give a fuck who smells what. Shorten your stupid leash with your fucking earmuffs in 50-degree weather and keep fucking walking, pal. How would you like if I, you know, come into your house and just bury my fucking face in your wife's muff? Are you going to like that? I mean, come on. Get your dogs away from me, you fucking idiot. I, they're not friends. We're not friends. Stay away from me. Right. And it, it would be one thing, like, if I was letting my leash go and then, hey, buyer beware. It's like, but I, I mean, I practically got Ruby in a stranglehold from 30 yards down because I see this idiot coming because he left, his leash is about 450 fucking feet. Right. No, I've seen the that. The guy's yeah. an idiot. And I, oh, I, I, if, if I didn't have a care in the world, I would have just got him. I would have let Ruby go, let the dogs kill each other if they what they did, and just fucking punch this guy right in the face because he's an idiot. I don't care about your dog. Get your fucking yeah. dogs away from it's me. It's not cute. And keep walking with the stick up your ass like you do. You're not fucking running. You're not walking. You're barely speed. It's it's a slow speed walk. And like I said, it's the perfect example. It's a John Leslie, Ron Jeremy DP that he just took. <laughs> So fuck you to that guy. And I think Craig Monahan had a problem because this guy, this so, yeah. fucking dog. It's yeah. like, you, and you, they're not even good looking dogs. So fuck you. <laughs> yeah, we haven't. <laughs> actually, I, it's funny, but we've never encountered him when we've been walking. And I've wondered why. I mean, Duke's pretty chill to begin with. It's as very, is Ruby. As is Ruby. Uh, never had any problem really with any other dogs, except for the fact that he might want to go over and touch noses, but we never let him. Exactly, Never this guy's let letting him do That's yeah. my problem with it. I get dogs want to do it. Sure. If he's fighting his dogs and I'm fighting my dog, hey, there's no fuck you. It's like, hey, two dog owners trying to control their dogs and let right. the shit fall where it may. Right. He's just like, let, it's like, fucking get your dog away from me. Yeah. yeah. Don't want your dog next to Keep me. Keep moving. What did, what did you do? Just stare him down? Or did you? No, I, I was like, good. And, 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 and it was probably louder than I thought because I had my earbuds yeah. in and my five finger going. Yeah. And I'm, good girl, good girl. He's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you just said that? Yeah. And, and again, I don't know how loud it was. I don't know because I had my earbuds right. going. It was just, yeah. And, but it was just like, come on, man. It was like, yeah, don't do that. I'm doing my best to keep my dog away from you. And maybe, maybe our dogs would have got together and bred and been happy, uh, happy. <laughs> life forever but that's not what i was that's not what i was going out on my walk for <laughs> clearly so. not clearly not so. i don't have one i, yeah. I don't yeah, yeah that I, was the other other now that was pissed me speaking of the rail trail how often are you and she, do you and shelly going on much well or? shit when was the last time so saturday here in here in the tri-city area and you know the michigan in general um it was really nice saturday sunday Right, so Saturday yeah. was beautiful. When was the last we had? We had a day. Jesus, I don't know. We went on a walk. We went on a morning walk. It was cold but nice. No wind. Right. Zero wind. That's perfect. Uh, and then we went on an afternoon walk. But the weather's been so shitty. Right. I mean, we haven't had a chance. So I, I, I don't know. Uh, but typically we'll go either early morning, you know, five thirty ish a.m. or it's going to be on a Saturday morning about 8 o'clock or it's going to be, you know, if I get home in time, you know, it's going to be 6 o'clock. But you do go on the rail trail. That yeah, come, yeah. Okay, yeah. so now when you get there, you know, the I call them the bridges 
they're not bridged over anything but those the, the, like the wooden pony horses there's like three of them on the trail oh you mean the split rail fences keep yeah them, yeah not the first one but the second one right when you get to the second one look to the left is that a kid's playhouse or is there like a bum living there because you can eat it's clearly oh are we coming north uh from meyer yes Oh, okay. So it'll be to your left. Oh, no, those are, those are uh, the kids playing back in there, built a lean-to or whatever okay, you want to so call it. Okay, yeah. so I, I was thinking of, like, because I was like, Somebody man. living back in there, yeah. maybe? Yeah. So, all right. Taking so, some sticks and, yeah. yeah. But it, it's in the distinct shape of a teepee, and right. it's like pieces of wood and logs that have right. fall, fell. You can see back in there now because yeah. yeah. there's no leaves. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. That's, uh, if you go to uh, Rothke Park. So their day camp for the kids, they've got all they've got those suckers all over the place. That's what they do, kind of like on their nature. They play time back in the woods, is they show them how to build those things. Oh, okay. and so I know there's a couple kids that live okay. in that neighborhood back behind. I didn't know my, if I had to start packing heat for a night walk with Ruby. Yeah. If some bum was going to come out and try to like uh no take our collar from no, us. No, but or the, the biggest part about. Walking that area there, that section right there is going by the house that is clearly growing marijuana because it smells like a dead skunk, you know, pretty much how many days out of the 108? Oh, yeah. Well, I haven't noticed that because I'm usually fucking hitting, got a one hitter going (laughs) as as I'm walking down the trail. And that's why I let Ruby hit it, and that's where she gets laid back, and that's where we don't like other dogs fucking with us. Oh, my God. Um, all right, you're up first, Oozle Finch, Party uh, Dinosaur. So, hmm, I, I have to, I, the Oozle Finches have a distinct flavor. Yeah, I mean, these are sours upon sours upon sours. Now, the other sours, I mean, I had, like I said, it was just a mouthful of warheads that I just couldn't, I had a hard time even tasting anything, but... Like you said, with everything that's in this, it kind of kind of backed over, especially the lactose, kind of smoothed everything over. This is the closest to like a sour smoothie that I've had. Uh, talking my way into this, I don't know, I, I, it's not my cup of tea, but I could definitely, if someone said, you know, hey, I want you to try this Oozle Finch, I would try it in a heartbeat. Uh, but I'm still going to go three point mm, two five. All right. Well, we're close. Enjoyable, but not. Right. Know. And I I went 3.41 basically for the same reasons you said. And uh, in addition, because we've already had Mueller, 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 and yeah. Say water, whatever the, right. the second one was that we're like, I, this is like just a regular lemon head. It's like, okay, there, there's some sour to it, yeah. but it's right. Correct. Not overbearing. So I, I like the other two better, but this was actually drinkable. And that's why I'm going with 3.41. And yeah, we're a little bit below the untap 1000 check-ins. Those 1,000 average out to 3.91. At 1,000 so, check-ins, that's legit. That's a good yeah. sample size. So uh, that's not just the employees at Oozlefinch or whatever. Exactly. 
So, and yeah, we're below them, but I mean, it's, it's not like we rated it at 1.4 and 1.5, and ONTAP right. was 3.91. So, anyway, oh, David. It's, now. It's gone. As I look down at the bottom of my glass, I can see I'm out of beer. And as a late, great Stuart Scott would say, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here.